everybody. We're back to Bon Voyage for what possibly? No, it is. We'll call it our season finale. Going forward, uh, who knows? There might be some specials and stuff, and maybe we'll do another whole run, at which point we'll say this is season two, but this is it. I'm your host, Rob. And I'm Adam. <laughs> Welcome to our original 25 Eon James Bond ranking. And I guess we'll probably do a little uh, reflection on the whole season too. But yes, we're here to do our from worst to best, our personal ones, uh, ranking of these films. How are you feeling about it, buddy? I'm feeling good, man. It's going to be nice to get a kind of meta look at all this stuff. Because every every week has been, we're talking about a movie and now we get to talk about the movies yeah. in general. This this could be, well, no, it's not going to be. I'm going to say this could be 30 minutes or three hours. I really have no idea how this is going to go, but if it gets too lengthy, yeah. maybe we could even edit it into two, which would make me happy because my OCD is being a little triggered that this is episode 29 and that's the finale instead of 30. <laughs> yeah. Before you were saying this is the finale, I was thinking we might do a 30. Right. So. Although if you include our intro, it is 30 episodes because that was episode zero. So there are 30 up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's good enough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and we'll see. We mostly just want to yeah. uh, have a bit of a bow on this run before we get into any, you know, as exactly. we mentioned, Austin Powers or anything else, or like I said, another run. This is just a good way to conclude and we can go on a bit of a hiatus, mm-hmm. I guess. You, you can settle into Poland a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So we were just talking about this, but we're going to have a kind of mini, well, not a quasi hiatus where we kind of put episodes out now and again if we're feeling it. Yeah. Um, but everything will be a little less regular. Or if uh, like our our uh, subscriptions and fans are starting to, you know, rise a bit, if we get some more engagement and people have suggestions, we might come back and do those. But Mm -hmm. for the meantime, we're both ready for a break. We've both been pretty busy and uh, we want to just talk as friends (laughs) instead of necessarily talking about Bond. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been in touch and and video chatted and stuff since I left, but it's all been Bond related. Yeah. (laughs) Like very little unrelated. Yeah. So if anyone has ideas for random episodes and things we could do, send them at 007 Bon Voyage on Twitter and Instagram, 007 Bon Voyage at gmail.com. That's right. Please give us some some things to do. Make (laughs) us come back. Yeah, we... Speaking more to catching up without Bond. Uh, yeah, we used to work together all fucking day. So, and we would talk about Bond a yeah. little bit while we worked, but not not mostly. So we would yeah. have all this time yeah. to catch up otherwise. But I don't know what your day to day life is like. Mine's basically the same. You're not messing much, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. How like everything has changed for for me pretty much and then you're just like at the same kitchen table that we recorded all those previous episodes (laughs) exactly um so speaking of all those fans and subscriptions and stuff uh i want to just since this is the finale give like a shout out and a thank you to everybody who has been there's been several who uh, download every week we've had like a group of subscribers since week two or three and they uh they download every week so thank you for joining us on this voyage of ours and to anybody who's engaged on social media, thank you on lots of new comments on Instagram and stuff. Thanks for uh, keeping us inspired and for participating. Mm-hmm. 
And we should shout out a couple other James Bond podcasts that have shouted us out and, and yeah. we've interacted with. Uh, another James Bond podcast? Is that that one's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. That's the Halifax one. They gave us, um, they shared our information on Instagram, which gave us a big bump. And they're another local one. I just discovered this Boozing and Bonding. It's another Canadian one. They're out of Vancouver, though, so opposite side of the country. But still, they, they weren't able to finish because uh, the pandemic hit and one of them had to move or something. But they got halfway through the run. And, man, it's funny. So I highly recommend checking out Boozing and Bonding. I mean, there's so many. My, my original, uh, what do you call it, inspiration for this was uh, James Bonding, of course. But they're like they're a very big one. Trey Bond is great. Check out the other Bond podcasts. They're all doing great work. <laughs> True enough. Okay, so to uh, to get into this ranking a little bit, I guess my first question, how how did you break yours down? Is that an easy question to answer? <laughs> yeah, because I, uh, in a way, it's some of the most reflecting I've done on the the movies in the because like we watch it and then we when we take notes and we talk about it generally. I don't really have to think about it in between. I just when I edit. Right. So I was like literally sitting in the park on a bench on a beautiful fall late afternoon. With the ducks in the water and all this stuff uh and i was i downloaded the letterboxd app and i was swiping my james bond movies around trying to figure it out and i it was easy for me to think about like the craig ones on their own or the roger moore's on their own or the conneries are, are a little trickier and, and and all that stuff but then like comparing them to each other was much harder because it was so long ago the connery ones i think that could be part of it that's definitely part of it but i think the other element is the that they're so old just not your thing as much well for me it was like this balance between like there's he's very cool and it's old in a cool way like sean connery's cool and the stuff is all kind of like an historical (laughs) like like a madman kind of cool Mm -hmm. air to it yeah but at the same time that brings all of the problematic stuff the cringy stuff which is, you know, misogyny, but it's also green screens and bad special effects and stuff like that. And and uh, you have to contemporize, contemporize as well, because cringy by today's standards, but always having to keep in mind that by the standards of those days was slightly progressive in some cases. Always bad in a lot of cases. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not a ranking of... No, the objective value to society that these movies have. It's how I feel about them, right? Of course. So how, how about you? What was your... Because you've redone this ranking like every other week for the past, you know, 20 years or whatever. Uh, so. I wouldn't go that far, but... Well, it was a few years ago when I started to listen to Bond podcasts, actually. I even considered it. Like, I always have my favorites or whatever. But then the idea of actually ranking them uh, was is relatively new. And then, I, as I've said before, I used to do that ranking podcast. And this was one of my dreams to finally get to a... Like, we did smaller... Like, we did the Kevin Smith movies, which, you know, there's around 10. Like, it was a lot easier to get a guest who would do that. It was so hard to find someone who's even seen all these, let alone enough yeah. to actually rank them. Anyway, so yes, I've been doing it for a few years. And uh, it is... I don't know. It speaks to where you are in that day, depending on how you rank the movies. And mine does mm-hmm. change a lot. So leading up to uh, No Time to Die, there was a bunch of people on Twitter uh, redoing their list. So I just did it a few weeks ago, but it did change again. The top, well, for one, <laughs> when I sat down this morning to redo mine, I just grab a blank piece of paper and go 25 down. And uh, mm-hmm. I knew my number one 
hasn't changed. So I did that. And uh, spoiler. then I just, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. It, like, hey, maybe not everybody has listened to the whole podcast. Anyway. Yeah. Spoiler for me though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, sorry about that. Uh, well, that's just how I did it. And then I actually, yeah. uh, without even reference, I just started listing them. And then I looked at it. I'm like, yes, that's exactly yeah. how I feel today. And it was mostly based on ones I want to go back to the most and ones I want to go back to the least, the ones who, that I just feel the least amount for, like the, the bottom ones are ones that either I find boring ish or overly problematic or just cringy, whatever. And then the, my top ones are a combination of quality ones that I, you know, how I'm a sucker for, you know, a really good story yeah. and like interesting and innovative filmmaking techniques plus just fun, like something I really, really enjoy. So I almost, I was going to say, uh, I was going to do my whole 25 on like list them the order that I want to watch the most right now instead of <laughs> ones that I actually, but then that would screw up my list so much because some of the ones who I really don't think are belong high on my list would be ahead of ones that I do really like. Like adding yeah. no time to die into it. I don't think that that's going to be one that I watch as much as even some of the Rajis that I will rank much lower just because it's a lot more of an investment of, mm. on your fucking soul. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's a real thing. There's definitely, especially movies outside of the bond world that I have that feeling with like, um, Synec Synecdoche, New York is one that I really love that movie, but man, it's hard. I, I can't just, Yeah. <laughs> The Before Trilogy is kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, most Richard Linkletter. Um, all, like, I'm a big history guy, so all the war movies. Like, I love Schindler's List, but come on. <laughs> You're not going to watch that over yeah, and over again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. it is true. It's funny you say, um, like, a lot of yours is like, which one do I want to watch? And when I was reflecting on all of these movies, a lot of the ones in between, or I'm, that I'm less sure about, I'm like, I kind of want to watch them again. So that I, cause, cause so for me, this is all like, I watched them all once. Yeah. I don't know Aside how you from, did I watched <laughs> Casino, Quantum and Skyfall again. Right. But every other one I watched once. That's crazy. So, so many of these are I've like, even seen No Time to Die It's kind of like a first impression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of them are like kind of first impression or like the taste in my mouth about it, you know, yep. like that kind of thing. And this is probably going to make you feel good, but it makes me want to watch them all again. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I was actually going to, I was hesitant oh. about doing this because uh, yeah. How does one do it off one, just one watching, especially given like we watched casino, I guess you've seen casino and quantum again, which is good. Cause those were the first two we watched back in March, man. So it's been, I don't know how many months that is. What is that? Seven months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So like Tomorrow Never Dies and Goldfinger were the next two we watched. Those were the probably the hardest ones to rank because it's been so long and Right, right. Yeah. And like Anyway, uh yeah, it's really fun to do. I it's just a fun little hobby and mine changes all the time. My my bottom 5 changed a lot today. And I'm excited to talk about those when we get to it. Uh Yeah. The top ones, yeah, No Time to Die. It's so weird because I've been ranking these for a few years to throw in another one. And that one will move around a lot. Obviously, that was like one of the hardest parts for me is figuring where to put that. Um, it's also funny when you're ranking uh, 
if you love all the actors in their own way, you start to feel bad that you haven't put one of theirs in in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're like, if it's really weighted yeah. to one actor up high or down low, you're like, oh shit, there's five in the bottom bit, but I do really like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have so many like, um, well, and that's what I was thinking about where sure, I've only seen them all once, but people who have seen them multiple times have like preferences and relationships to all of them. Yeah, and yeah. Their lists are like, inherently biased or weighted because you know maybe they like like me for example in the future i'll be like well i don't know about roger moore or mm. something so uh, like his movies might move farther and farther down the yeah, list yours or it's a very maybe not it's a very pure list coming out of you <laughs> yes like very yeah, few yeah. biases unless your only bias is towards because you weren't a student of it and didn't have it as a kid, you lack, well, I guess, again, that's unbiased. You're, you're biased to the present. So you have a bit more judgment of some of the cringy shit from the past yeah. than a lot of people do who can more turn a blind eye. <laughs> I've definitely mentioned before, and I'll admit it right now for context, that I tend to like newer things in general. <laughs> You've come a long um, way, buddy, I think. That used to be a lot more true than it's been in the last few months. Yeah, I've been able to put it aside more. And it's again, it's not that I don't value the past. It's just a preference, hmm. aesthetically. Yeah, fair enough. I don't like really, like, I, as you'll see, my, well, when we, never mind. I don't want to fucking spoil my whole list, but I like both. I love new and I love old, as long as it's good mm-hmm. from what I think is good. The other, la- the last thing I want to mention is that, again, since I, I saw these all only once, it also is probably biased towards whatever situation it was that I watched it. Yeah, in. which so, fan you'll see. Yeah, fans of the show you'll know. See that in my yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, my least favorite is uh, someone can guess it. Probably oh, I can absolutely. I'm probably gonna guess your least favorite, <laughs> yeah. but I won't. Yeah, our midway point or whatever when we were at peak heat of the summer, the, it was some struggle. So. Luckily, I have uh, a lot more viewings to base my list off. You just have those ones. They're the one. So how we're going to do this, a lot, some other podcasts have done this. James Bonding did it this way. That's, I think, where I originally got the idea. We go from least favorite to favorite. We both, So we're going to start at 25. We both say our least favorite. And if they happen to be the same, we'll discuss it. And if not, we just move right on to round two and round three until one is mentioned by both of us. And that will be the aggregate worst one and so on. Mm-hmm. So we're going to discuss the movies when it's been mentioned twice or when it's been mentioned by both of us. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. If it doesn't yeah. right now, it will be clear. And you're going to keep track of all that for us, right? Oh, I've got three column list here, mine, <laughs> and then I'm going to write down yours as you say them. And then, yeah, the aggregate next to it. So, beautiful. Shall we begin? Let's do it. Welcome to the Bon Voyage ranking. Why don't you kick us off there? What was your number 25? So, my bottom of the barrel was Live and Let Die. That is exactly. To no one's surprised. No, that is what <laughs> I thought it would be. This will not be a discussion round because my number 25 is Diamonds Are Forever. Oh. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. Do we want to, uh, what do you call it? Boomerang? Like you go first and I, or do you want to just go first every time? I can go first every time for simplicity. Okay. So you're number 24. My number 24 is Thunderball. Interesting. Uh, my number 24 is Die Another Day. <laughs> Die Another Day? <laughs> I was waiting for your reaction. Oh, okay. 
Oh man, man, that's uh. Well, we'll talk about it when we get to it. <laughs> uh, you're 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number 23 is you only live twice. What? <laughs> man, all right. I'm just gonna write Yolt here. Um, yeah. Our lists are gonna be so vastly different that we're just going to have nothing but discussion rounds like at the end, like we're all over the place. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We, all right. We are three through and haven't agreed on one yet. What's your 23? Oh, sorry. Moonraker. Moonraker. Dropped a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So you're 22. My 22 is the man with the golden gun. My number 22 is Octopussy. <laughs> Wow, yeah, ours are quite different. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be a while till we talk about that one, bud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know you it'll love be, it. It'll be a bit, yeah. I'm glad that one of us loves it because it is so beloved by so much of the community and, and it, yeah. it actually jumped on mine a little bit. All right, what's your 21? My 21 is Diamonds Are Forever, so we get to talk about one. All right, well, hold on one second, because this is a double discussion round, because my number 21 is Thunderball. So, the aggregate worst one, I guess, is Diamonds Are Forever. You said it first. And Thunderball. And Diamonds was lower on yours than Thunderball was on mine. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, So, I had that at dead last, so I suppose I should talk about it first. It's a... Never held my attention. It's one that I... That one was also a bad watch. We had poor Michael. Do you remember that? He, he's like the yes, biggest film yeah. nerd of all of the guests that we had. And I brought him on for possibly the worst one. Poor Michael. It was... Uh, I liked Sean Connery in it a lot more than I ever remembered. So I feel really bad placing it last because he was still cool as shit. But I don't know. All the cringe things were so cringy. I found it poorly made. It's boring. I don't know. I got a lot of good to say about it too. I love. Who doesn't love Vegas? I don't know. There were some funny things in it. The cat. I, I don't know. There was two cats in it, right? The cl- that was the clones and the Blofeld and the cats. And I remember some like actual chase scenes that were kind of cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, the, and was it in Vegas? Yeah. So there's a cool like strip chase, and then the, there was also the buggy chase out in the desert. Yeah, I didn't really care about that as much. But I, I, I think part of it might have been that you set expectations for it so low that <laughs> right. I liked it more than uh, but remember was expected. Wint and Kid, the two henchmen and their awful deaths. Like a lot of people oh, yeah, find yeah. it like a guilty pleasure, like it's silly and they enjoy it. I just don't enjoy it. I think they're cringy. I think it's very mm-hmm. like the, I'm used to the novels. I'm used to Ian Fleming being homophobic, but I don't like it in the in the movies. And I know that you're normally. I remember I'm, that <laughs> you're yeah. normally the more of the the woke of us. <laughs> and I'm sorry to use that stupid overused term, but this no, one actually but bothered me. It's funny because yeah, I remember you pointing it out, and I didn't. I don't know if I just didn't catch it, right. how like it being offensive or whatever. Like, I, but I remember you saying in the discussion yeah. that there was some slights against homosexuals. But right, yeah, um, I, I found that and Blofeld and drag, and I don't know. It was just. It's not my favorite. In fact, today it's my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny that I, uh, between the two of us, in the, in the role of defending it because I put it at twenty one instead of twenty five, like <laughs> yeah. it's still like very low on my list. Definitely, I do love the song. Yeah, <laughs> diamonds are forever. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I actually I was listening to a playlist of Bond songs recently, so you'd be very proud of me. Amazing. 
I was listening to it before I went to see uh, No Time to Die. No Time to Die Friday while we were having our pre movie martinis. I was working on Saturday's Hangover. <laughs> uh, Man, I wish I was. I wish I was there to see that with. Oh, uh, me too. That would have been so fun. I was actually speaking of that boozing and bonding that I plugged. I was saying how I could have stole their format for that one because I was so hammered at the end of No Time to Die. We could have <laughs> recorded, and it would have been hilarious. We could do. Um, we could do an episode in that style. Maybe sure, we should sometime. pick the booziest one. I'd have to think about which one has like the most variety of cocktails, and even do a drinking <laughs> game with it, like drink when he drinks or yeah. something. Do a brazy one and drink yeah. every time he kills somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to survive. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. All right. So number 24 is Thunderball. So I had it at 21. Yes. You had it at 24. Mine was 24. So I remember your take. Was it just because it's so slow? Is that why you rank it so low? It, like it was slow. I barely remember anything I liked in it. I know... Like, all I remember is, yes, it was so slow, there was so much water, <laughs> and I and it, I don't think there was, like, even, like, there was, like, cringy stuff, too. Like, I don't remember anything well, that I Well, had Fiona Volpe, and we, we very much disagreed on her. I really liked, like, the... Yeah, but I kind of came around. That, so yeah. this was the, the bringing your shoes to the bathtub thing, and I kind of came around to your perspective on that, that. And one of the best lines ever, that's a nice nothing you're almost wearing. <laughs> or is that shit... Is that that one or Diamonds Are Forever? Ah, well, whatever. That's definitely the one with the bathtub when give me something to wear or something and he brings the shoes. Yeah, which is Volpe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she was the good part of that one. Because there was also that really intense scene where she was like, they were being stalked through some kind of a parade and she got shot. She got uh, like assassinated while they were dancing. That was cool. That's right. Okay. A lot of great... I forgot that she was good in that. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the Spectre table scene where Blofeld is hiding behind the screen like the bit where um, what was his name? They have like that Largo. secret base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Paris. So um, this one used to be lower for me for the same reasons you said because it's so slow and so much water. And like I could this is the one that opens at the rehab facility and I never got through oh. it because I was always so confused about what the hell was going on. And then between when I was watching it as a kid and when we watched it, I've read the book. So I understood what he was doing up there. Like you just kind of sure. have to, like he happened upon a mission. It wasn't that he was actually there on a mission. He was there recuperating from a, hey, we don't need to go through the whole thing, but it made a lot more sense no. to me the last, when we watched it together and it's ranked high among critics and it's like really appreciated. So I want to give it a better, like, so ranking it today, I bumped it up because I want to see that one again, more than the four that I put before it. <laughs> now that you re have reminded me that it opens in that rehab though, it, it's, that's one of the worst moments of misogyny in the whole series is when he blackmails that spotlight. Oh, yeah. Into gross. Sleeping with him. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it can stay low. <laughs> Fair enough. For, for now. Yeah. I'll watch it again sometime. But. All right, so that's 25 and 24, 23 to go. <laughs> What's your... So now uh, we're at number 20? Yeah. My 20th is Moonraker. Nice. Another discussion round. My number 20 is The Living Daylights. Oh, what? Oh. Yep. The Living Daylights. I'm, I'm going to piss off a lot of fans with that one, but I'll, I'll explain when you we get... You me off. I'll explain when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
So Moonraker. Moonraker. Like 23rd. So we mentioned that I've been doing these rankings for a long time. I think my first ranking, this was probably just past top 10, like around 11 or 12. This one has fallen the most as an app. Hmm. Like it's kind of like, uh, well, it's funny. I'm going to compare it to Star Wars. Loved it as a kid and it's fading with me. It's kind of like Return, uh, Return of the Jedi. When I was a kid was my favorite. And then as an adult, it's my least, not my least favorite, like my least favorite of the original trilogy. Not the garbage that came after. Sure. It's just, it's boring and crazy. It's not like, <laughs> I don't know. It was really hard to, yeah, Octopussy for the first time ever got above Moonraker on my list. Because it's not even. I'm okay with that. I found it slow. I found it like, it, there are some great parts. And uh, the I, I love the the dogs chasing the, like the darkness early. And I love Drax. He's a great villain. Some great sets. Yes. But yeah, it's boring and weird. And then takes that dramatic left turn and they go into space. And you know how you get tired with action scenes? My eyes glaze yeah. over for everything in space. And it's like the last 40, 45 minutes. I, I was more into the, the space stuff, but like the things that I take a, like, take away from that movie are yeah the kind of cheesy space stuff and i remember jaws being very cheesy and like he flaps his really like the start. tracks very much <laughs> oh yeah jaws yeah. falls out of he loses his parachute and thinks he can fly for some reason <laughs> yeah 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 and the, it's the pigeon double take one his gondola that turns into a hovercraft like there's a lot of fun stuff in it it's just yeah again i a lot of my so this was 23 on my list I actually almost put it as 24 instead of Die Another Day because I right now would rather watch Die Another Day than Moonraker. Like Moonraker has just fallen off my list. I, I can't just, believe we're going to have to talk about Die Another Day. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Try, um, let me think of a positive though. Uh, for Moonraker? I, yeah. There's good stuff in it. I like, well, that's Dr. Goodhead. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know, man. It was my yeah. number 23. It's hard to think of good things right now. There's some iconic scenes in it and lines. Yeah, and like Jaws meets his true love. That's got to be <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, like something. What was her name? Dolly, I think. The weird little I think Dolly, yeah. blonde lady. Yeah. So let's settle this. The, the cable cart that goes up a mountain, what do you call that? <laughs> I, I would call it a cable car, but I know it's a gondola also and what right? are the little boats in venice <laughs> Go- gondola <laughs> exactly so there's two i know yeah gondola scenes yeah. anyway that's funny well shall we move on yes my number 19 is the spy who loved me wow my number 19 is tomorrow never dies okay okay all right i wonder if we're ever going to have one that's the same That'll be interesting. We might. I was just going to say, too, I found doing this, it like, it kind of sucks to have to put ones low. I know. Because there's so, they're like, there's nice, there's good movies. It's not that I dislike Bio. When we, like, right around now, maybe a couple from here, even now, like my 18 to 1, even before this, but certainly 18 down, I'll watch at any point. <laughs> like I like all of these movies. Yeah, yeah. Like my boring, weird ones that make me uncomfortable or that I actively sometimes don't like are out of the way. Everything else I like. <laughs> it's funny because mine aren't as linear. Like there's ones coming up that I'm more hesitant to rewatch, but I 
it's almost like I know I probably will like it more the second time. So I kind of want to watch it again. Right. And it left a better taste in your mouth or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. So number 18. Yep. For your eyes only. So naturally, because Spy Loved Me and For Your Eyes Only, I kind of mix up. They're just right next to each other on my list. Nice. My uh, my 18, so it'll be a discussion round, is The Man with the Golden Gun. So you had this at All right. 22. I had it at 18. So it's my, it's mid-pack Raji for me. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I had two, I had three below it. No, Thunderball, or sorry, two, just two. Sorry. So it's it's low end Raji for me, but I like it. It's this was another one that I was a fan of as a kid that I still have more fun watching because it doesn't take quite the turn that Moonraker does, and it's a more grounded, simple one. I like when Bond has a really good villain that he has to square off against, and it's one of the best villains ever. And there's just a lot of mm-hmm. scenes I really like in it and layers. Like the whole thing together doesn't work, and there's a few silly moments and that friggin' The best, one of the best stunts it's ever done being ruined by a, why am I forgetting that name the last few times? Slide whistle. Slide whistle. Uh, And and Goodnight being pretty cool and then terrible. That part sucks. And obviously (laughs) the, by today's standard, questionable treatment of a little person. But Nick Knack is one of the best characters. (laughs) So why'd you have it so low? It's kind of like for me, like, jaws in a way where like i can see why they're all like iconic characters and and it's very um yeah i mean iconic is the word for it like if you're a fan you're like oh man remember like this and and it's you remember it and stuff but like as a new person coming to this i'm like i don't i don't have that it's just like old cringy stuff to me right we watched this one pretty early didn't we was this the yeah we watched this after live and let die so this was like your seventh or eighth maybe yes yeah Something like that, yeah. Um, I found it, I think because I knew you and Ryan watched this with us, I felt like you guys were going to be bored. This was like one of the first ones we did remote because it was mid-lockdown. And uh, Yeah, it was actually, I think, the, it was because we did Live and Let Die, then we did Dr. No and From Russia With Love. So I think it was after those. Oh, okay. I thought we did, uh, what doesn't matter. I remember thinking that you guys are probably bored. It was like a hot night and it, it is kind of all over the place. Yeah. But as a fan as, uh, of or when I was a kid and then watching again as an adult, I had the nostalgia. Plus, yeah, I, again, I like the simple ones once in a while. It's such an easy, straightforward plot. Some of them are more complicated. It's like, an, it's just an easy, fun one to watch. J.W. Pepper's back. <laughs> very racist <laughs> yeah oh man i i i wish i l- wasn't so hard on roger moore's movies but i j- it's just like all those things you're saying about it it's like that sounds like what i like pierce brosnan just does that better yeah yeah well <laughs> i know? don't disagree i'm very hard on Raji compared to the fan base at large well this is one of his a lot of people say the most un roger moore moment was in for your eyes only when he kicks the guy off the cliff in the car. Yes. For me, it's in this one when he shoves the little kid into the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you 10,000 buck if you tell me how to turn this thing on. And he just biffs him into the water. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then there's the whole oh. Kung Fu part, which you guys both found really weird. Oh, yeah. The Kung Fu oh, school. Man. Which was a really weird sidetrack. The... the 
not the villain, but the one of the baddies finally captures him, take him to school. Like instead of like, I know we make fun of these movies all the time for the villain doing something elaborate and so Bond can escape, but this has to be one of the worst. I'm going to take him to my Kung Fu school. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, cause for me, for the Rajis, I live and let die was on the bottom. This was second bottom. Cause those two to me together are both like, I, I don't need to watch them again. <laughs> like, very much so. Yeah. I mean, I think you should watch Live and Let Die again, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Do you have anything more yes. to say about... Man with a Golden Gun? Nah, man. I mean, I want to like it more because of Christopher Lee. Yeah. Anything, I like, but th- I don't. This is a good song, too. Anyway. Um, all right. I, I want to point out that our bottom four are two Sean Connerys and then two Roger Moores. That's oh. interesting for, for our aggregate. All right, what's your 17? My 17 is a view to a kill. Aftag. Man, so that's three Rogers in a row for you. Yes. Mine, Daniel Craig is finally on the board. My 17 is Spectre. Oh, no. Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, bud. Oh, my God. It dro- it's going to be a very interesting conversation. It dropped one or two from my from the last time I did this list. Anyway, non-discussion round there. This is crazy how different our mm-hmm. lists are. I love yeah. it. So my number 16 is Goldfinger. Wow. Goldfinger. Crazy. <laughs> uh, mine is The Spy Who Loved Me. So that's a discussion round. All right. So now we've yes. got three Rajis in a row. Moonraker, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me. Man, <laughs> when I so I'll do the letterbox thing of the Bond Voyage aggregate uh, yes ranking yeah. of the movies is gonna piss people off with our bottom five like these are all except for oh my god Die Another Day isn't even on here yet that's really funny like ex- with the exception of Diamonds Are Forever these are all kind of fan favorites that's great anyway Spy Who Loved Me often regarded as the best James Bond movie ever Next to Goldfinger. Really? On a lot of, like, people who write books on the whole legacy, they say that this is the peak. Because it's like, it's it's Roger Moore's Goldfinger. It's large scale, grand sets, grand plot. Everything except the the villain is lackluster compared to Goldfinger. But yeah, a lot of people just love it. It's peak Roger Moore. He's confident and suave and funny, still handsome. It's not so gray. Great lady. I do love this one. I don't know why. Uh, where do I have it? It's 16. 16. It's, it's mid-pack. It's my favorite Bond song by far. Nobody does it better. Not by far, but. Yes, that's right. And my favorite title sequence, like my favorite credits. Uh, it's got that stunt at the start with the Union Jack parachute. One of the best Bond oh, movies yeah. in uh, Agent Triple X. But yeah, it's also just kind of boring. I, f- I find it. It's like Goldfinger, but a worse villain and not the original. It's just trying to do – it's hitting all the same box, mm-hmm. except Goldfinger's better in my opinion because it was the first one to do him. And it's Sean Connery, and I like him more. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, th- this is one of the ones that washed over me the most, and I really need to revisit it. Yeah, so it's I, hard for me to even talk about it, like describe why I put it where, where it was. But I like it feels like it, I like it more than I – like it i don't know it's hard to explain 
if I'm being honest, I should probably place it higher because, but no, I'm always, it's got all the Egypt stuff. Like it's got really beautiful cinematography. That, that's right. And Jaws is in it, right? Jaws, it's the first that's time Jaws why is in it. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, cause I really didn't like a bunch of that stuff. It was like, I, it rubbed me like, I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't like the jokes. I didn't like the tone. I didn't, I didn't like Jaws. I didn't like so much stuff in it. That's why it's down there. I love the final action sequence. When they're, I don't know if you remember, they're on this giant ship that eats smaller ships, <laughs> this big freighter. I forget what That's it's called, right. the La- Lazarus or something like that. Anyway, they're trying to get into this control room and it's blast doors are down and they just, they're throwing grenades at it and all this stuff. And then they take a nuke apart to get, they remove the <laughs> nuke part of the nuke just to get the explosive oh, yeah, out of it yeah. and Bond rides the thing into the blast doors to blow it up. And it's, it's Roger Moore being a lot more heroic than he normally is. Like he's usually a lot more, I don't know, slow. (laughs) And he, you know, he wins with his smile, not his action. But I, I I love, I love the final action scene. I like some of the Egypt stuff and the other things I mentioned, but in, as a whole, I do often find it's boring or something. It's just, it doesn't hold me. Even as a kid, I remember I was supposed to like it more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough. It just it's a bit cringy and a bit yeah, a bit hard to hard to love. Yeah, for me. Well, what is your fifteen? I hope it's one that I've said because if not, then we're about to have four Rajis in a row. What is your number fifteen? My number fifteen is Doctor No. Wowzers. All right. My number 15 is Live and Let Die. All right. So we, just for those keeping track at home, we are from 25 to 20. Yep. Diamonds Are Forever, Thunderball, then Moonraker, Man with the Golden Gun, Spy Love Me, Live and Let Die. Man, four (laughs) Rajis in a row in the Hmm. bottom six. We are going to be unpopular. Live and let die. So I'll explain li- my yeah. Yeah, I was gonna I'll say. explain my live and let die story. We when we watched this, it was very hot in the summer. I think we had been landscaping for like a month or so at this point, and I it was like the peak time where it was getting hot, and I was just really tired. And it was like a Saturday, and I like I don't know, I was just falling asleep on Rob's couch while <laughs> Roger Moore was driving a boat through New Orleans or whatever, like through the bayou forever. <laughs> through the bayou. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I don't think it's a bad movie. I just didn't like watching it. Names is for tombstones, baby. That alone has to put it almost in my top <laughs> half. I love the villain. He's so great. And the weird twist, not a twist, that once you see it, it sh- you know, it's so obvious that Mr. Big and Kanaga are the same guy. Like, I, I love that little conceit. I love all the black exploitation stuff. Um, I liked it less because I watched it with you and JP who had a miserable time. I think you're, <laughs> the problem was, I don't think it was that we had been working so much. That was the later ones. The problem, it was like the first super beautiful Saturday and we were sitting inside watching this movie instead of like out doing things. And I don't know if we were hung over because it was like, we were all tired and we weren't drinking. And it was like this beautiful Saturday afternoon and we're inside watching this kind of boring movie that you have to be really invested in to to really enjoy or you have to be in the right mood for this one and none of us were 
I, I like, I don't even, I don't usually, I'm not one of those people who sits inside and I'm like, man, I got to go outside because it's beautiful. No, like, we weren't going like to go being play. We're not anymore. children, but it's, it, it felt like a chore on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I, I don't mean I want to go out and play yeah. and go on a hike <laughs> or whatever, but I might rather go out to a patio or like sit out on the picnic table and I don't know, play some cards or have some beer, be more casual, not yeah. like listen to this old ass movie, your first Roger Moore movie and take notes and then talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I just remember mostly, I just like, I literally fell asleep. Like I, it's just yeah, like, yeah. it used to be more of a problem for me that I would fall asleep watching movies and it's been a lot better more recently, but yeah, I just couldn't even, st- like I couldn't stay awake. It was work just to watch the movie, right. let alone like talk about it. Wow. I think that one, even though it's your last, try that out some winter evening. Yeah. It's good. That's, that's the thing. Because it's on the bottom, I'll, re, I'll end up rewatching it for that sure. That and then you watched 20 after it. You'll be like, oh man, this one is good. Because the it opens with those three different assassinations. Like Roger's not even in it. I remember that part's good. Yeah. The, the pre-title is good. The banger of the theme song, obviously. And the song uh, is better than the movie. <laughs> the songs throughout the movie. So you should enjoy it. Yeah. There's some questionable yeah. race stuff and a few bad extras, but so many freaking hench people. Uh, and like I said, a great villain, a great lair. Great. I don't know. I, I quite like it even though it's, yeah, it's 15. I think that's fair. I may have put it, I should put it above a few that are still coming up, but anyway, that's why I keep doing this list. Yeah. Any other grudges against it? No, no, I'll I'll watch it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your 14? My 14 is Tomorrow Never Dies. Discussion round. My number 14 is The World Is Not Enough. All right. So, number 19, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, I had this at 19. You had it at 14. Uh... I like this one. It's fun. It's fine. I always enjoy it. Yeah. But it's not good. It's not great. Like, I love the villain. I, I like the, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not the worst Pierce Brosnan, but it's a 90s action movie. And that's why it's not higher on my list. I do enjoy it. It's just not a great James Bond movie. It's a great 90s action movie. But if I'm comparing it to the other 24, I think number 19 is very fair. I for me it was it is the worst Pierce Brosnan movie <laughs> that's why I put it here um it is a hard because we watched three Pierce Brosnans recently and we watched this one months and months ago mm-hmm. so hard to compare it fairly but I think it's the least iconic of the Brosnans it's <laughs> the, the villain's kind of cool I don't know Steve Jobs evil Steve Jobs yeah ev- evil evil Steve Jobs because he looks like him Good movie, but not notable. It's very middle of the pack. Yeah, it's it hits all the marks. They have a yeah good hench person, some great action scenes. The uh, you got to mm-hmm. give a nod to the uh, or a shout out to the garage remote control BMW scene, which is a lot of fun. Yes, I did like uh, that. And a great Bond girl. Yeah, Lin is great, strong. Uh, his his Chinese counterpart, like a Chinese secret agent, she was really cool. But yeah, it's just I don't know, not. It's a Pierce Brosnan 90s movie. I don't know. I, I don't want to shit on it too much, but it's also not great. It didn't push anything forward, unlike a lot of my favorite ones. It didn't change anything that made it cooler. It didn't do anything 
Yeah. Like really noteworthy. So I guess that's it was I the second like. Brosnan one, right? Yeah. 97 came out. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first one I saw in the theater, I think. Yes. I think you said that. Yeah. 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 All right. What is your 13? We are solidly in ones that we uh, like now, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have been for a while, but... My 13 is Quantum of Solace. Craig is on my board now. And he's on our aggregate. No, I haven't said Quantum yet. Oh, no? Oh, that's right. You said... Spectre. Spectre. Fuck. <laughs> yep. This is a non-discussion round, because my 13 is License to Kill. Okay. So, your number 12. So, my number 12 is The Living Daylights. Double discussion round coming up. You say the living daylights. I say yolt. You only live twice. You only live twice. So, double discussion round, the living daylights. I had it quite a bit higher. That's my number 20. That's another one that I feel peer pressured by like the Bond community to like. And there's a lot of cool stuff. And I like Dalton. But it's boring. It's weird. It doesn't know who its freaking villain is. We didn't need to bring in heroin to it. Uh, all over yeah. the friggin' map. I. It's one of my least favorite, possibly my least favorite, Bond girl. <laughs> so yeah, it, it dropped on my list. Freaking Kara and her stupid cello that shouldn't work after it was shot. <laughs> <laughs> it, she she was cool at the end. But. Yeah, I think if it didn't have all that ending stuff in, like, is it Afghanistan? There. Yeah. If it didn't have that, it, it might even be higher on my list. I. Timothy Dalton has a special place in my heart for some reason. Me and this too. movie, because of that, has a special place in my heart because it was my first one I saw of his. And there's cello in it, and they're in um, Eastern Europe or whatever. And yeah. I, I don't know. I just like, I really, I'm fond of it. And that's, and that's just that's how I feel, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one that I, oh, it has a really good uh, hench person. That crazy assassin blonde guy with the glasses who's also in Die Hard. He, uh, remember the, the awesome right. scene where they take back, what was his name? There was the defector that they kidnapped from the from fake MI6. defector. Yeah. They're at like the right, MI6 yeah. estate and he intrudes it with like the explosive milk bottles. Like I love that scene. I love the pre-title sequence. Yes. Yeah. I like the theme song, but yeah, it loses me about halfway through when they add, uh, shit, what was his name? The other villain, the like American failure from West oh, like, Point, who's the arms dealer. Yeah, yeah, the army general guy. Starts with yeah. a W. But he's not really. He was a failure. He just pretends he is. Remember he had all those like wax figures with his face yeah, as like, yeah. Mussolini and Hitler and Genghis Khan and everybody. And yeah, buddy, uh, like the fake defector, looked like he died in an explosion, but then he was in the finale. It was really weird at the end too. I do. Uh, do you remember that scene in the in the prison with the guy? Yeah, in Afghanistan, the fat guard guy who they trick, and then Bond releases the guy, the other prisoner who was there, and I'm pretty sure that was like the Taliban, because <laughs> that was when like the West was training the Taliban to fight the Russians in the 80s. So he released that guy. Remember they go up to that like militant group who helps them. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, infiltrate like that, the like, airbase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I did, I enjoy some of it, but it's like, it's one of those ones that's two movies. Like it kind of, you didn't need to do all of that. Yeah. I, I, I super agree with that, but yeah. Remember we were on a kick where somehow heroin kept coming up in these movies. Like, yeah, 
because we had watched Goldfinger, he blew up the heroin thing in the pre-title sequence. And then this one, Live and Let Die, was heroin fields, right? And Dr. No even was heroin fields, right? No. No, that was no, just Dr. satellites. No. That was just a guy uh, with like laser technology taking down American satellites. Yeah, no, I think I was thinking of Live and Let Die, maybe. Yeah. All right. I Yeah. I, Dalton. Anyway. Also holds a special place in my heart. I, I love him too, but uh, he didn't have enough time, man. <laughs> he only did two, and he didn't know. He's great. I was reading up on that actually. Uh, so it's true that literally they they announced that or uh, Pierce Brosnan was gonna be Bond. Yeah. So then Remington Steel ratings went back up. So then he couldn't be Bond because they had to do Remington Steel longer, right? Yep. So they pulled the rug out from under him and Timmy got hired. Well, not, not even like they, like it's not Eon's fault. It was his contract with Remington Steel. Yeah. So it was just like literally his show was failing, but then he was going to be bond. So then his show did better. So then he couldn't be bond. (laughs) Like it's just so silly. Yeah. They were bitter, but then it ended up being all right. He he got back. I mean, Brozzy eventually got the role, but I, yeah, I mean, we can talk about this more when we talk about License to Kill, but he didn't do enough. He didn't have enough of a chance. No. He should have got his third movie. I would love to see... I, I love Goldeneye. I like Brozzy in it, but I would love to see Dalton's Goldeneye. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Our... What would this be? Number 17 in the aggregate is You Only Live Twice. You had it at... 23. 23. I had it way down at 12. I used to have it in my top 10. I. It's like what so much of the uh, Austin Power stuff is based off. It's like the iconic Blofeld with the scar and the cat and a volcano lair. Yeah. It's got little Nelly, that, the plane that Q built for him. Uh, yeah. Just great classic stuff. Great gadgets. Bond's cool. He's still, a lot of people say he's like lazy and tired in this one, but I still like him. I love the song. I love the pre-title. I like the villain. I like the girl. It's just very, very uh, racist and yellow face and inappropriate. And but, sexist. You know. oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's, it has some of the cringiest stuff in the whole franchise but as well. The, the yellow the, face and the men always come first in Japan. Like, why would you do anything? But, Let the women do it. Are um, you? All right. Let's fact check that. It is a very misogynistic society, and it certainly was. Is stating something that is true in a non-critical way inherently misogynistic? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't just non-critical. It was like glorifying it, right? Uh, yes, that's true. Because Bond then said, "Perhaps I should retire here." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like seen as like the you know Ideal. a man's dream. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. There's no defending it. <laughs> no. But no. I mean, hey, it it looks pretty great. You can see why a certain element of the Bond fandom uh, is why they are. Or like, <laughs> um, yeah, I won't go more into that. Yeah. That, that's not the stuff we here at Bon Voyage love about it. <laughs> no, no, we can. Uh... We like how Jimmy has evolved. Yes, 100%. But I have to appreciate where he was in order to get where he is now. So I, I can still enjoy yes. it. I, again, like I said about the Connery movies in general, it's there's lots of cool, iconic stuff, and then there's that's counterbalanced by awful, cringy 
stuff some that worse than others and, and this is about as bad as it gets yes exactly and that's probably exactly. why you had it as your second like you had thunderball as worse probably because it was more boring but you only live twice yeah. as his worst race and sexism one i think Ex- yeah exactly okay yeah. yeah all right shall we move on to 11 my number 11 is octopussy 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 double discussion round again because my number 11 is for your eyes only for your eyes only well, that's looking a bit better. We got, you know, never mind. They're still pretty low. Two Rogies up mid-pack instead of all at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rogie. There you go, buddy. <laughs> um, all right, Octopussy. Any fan of this show knows my record on this film. You can talk about your love for Rob it. Rob don't like it. <laughs> I. Yeah. Hey, it, it bumped up. It went from like dead last to second last to 22 now. So it's moved up three places because I That's do good. like watching it. It's despite myself, but I, I have to admit that I'm a hypocrite. A part of why I don't like it is because of how much some, there are fans who stand by it to the grave yet shit all over Daniel Craig for not, they're, they're not rated at the same I don't know. They're not scored yeah. equally. Like for something that Raji does or something Daniel Craig does, I think you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't like yeah. the bias. There's a double standard, and and yes. Yeah. For so for me, before we actually when it, before I actually had to do the ranking and put them all down, I, I in my head this was like very high on my list, and now it's at 11, which is pretty high, but it's, it's not high. super high. But yeah. it's my favorite Roger Moore by far. Um, and I just like, I love the zaniness and I really, yeah, really enjoyed watching it. It's very kooky and crazy. And I think it's for me, the, like Roger Moore does it best for this particular kind of movie. Like, and it makes me appreciate Roger Moore, more, Roger Moore, more. I think one of the reasons I stand by it being as low as it is. And why it really bugs me how much fans like it. It's one of my least favorite things, but any movie is when it's all over the place and doesn't know what it is. This has some of the most dramatic and intense parts of Roger Moore's tenure, as well as the clown and gorilla suit and the Tarzan and all that. Like it's trying to do both. And that always bugs me a little bit. Why Spectre bugs me because it's trying to do both. But if you take it as overly dramatic, like tongue in cheek, then it kind of works, right? But it's, but sometimes it's not like, I can't really think right now. I feel like there are actual, like you can't, there's no suspense in a movie where that gets that ridiculous. That's my problem with Die Another Day too. I like a little bit of stakes and suspense in my Bond movies. And I am checked out for all of it. Like it's just silly. And I can't quite get on board just silly. And, it, and it's not. It's like it opens up great, great pre-title sequence, even though it's a clown again. But he gets knifed in the back and dies dramatically at the consulate. And then that awesome mm-hmm. friggin' Russian war room where the crazy general general lays out a plan to take over Europe. Yes, love that. And the auction scene is so good. We got great classic Bond stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the first forty-five minutes of this movie. Like die another day. Great cold open. Great friggin' setup. And then they friggin' lose it. In my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I disagree. I, I think all the zaniness is great. There's, and like all that's, even, I forgot about the auction scene. That's really good too. Yeah, uh, I like Octopussy as a character. Yeah, she's great. She's, 
very strong woman and there's lots of strong women in it. There's a whole cult of them. That's true. There's an octopus, like cool henchmen groups trying to kill Bond with weird yo-yo saws. (laughs) I don't know about that part. (laughs) And and the, actually I find, I know this is, I know what you're going to say, but I like the ending where it's very, he's dressed as a clown and it's very tense nuclear situation. A lot of people do. Uh, I'm, I'm the odd one out in the Bond fandom as far as that goes. Yeah. It works for a lot of people. It doesn't for me. Just like the friggin' <laughs> the alligator infiltration of Octopussy Island when he's in the alligator suit. He just like, it's you chuckle in Goldfinger when he comes out of the water with a pelican on his head, but he's not dressed as a pelican. He's not in a bird suit. <laughs> like Roger Moore's face poking out of that alligator mouth. It's just, it's too silly for me. I, I, and it wouldn't be if it was, I don't know. It's too Austin Powers. It's just too much. Because then it's also really good. The, the scene where he first meets uh, Khan, when he first meets the villain in it, and they have, uh, he sees that he's cheating at dice, a back route or whatever they're playing. And yes. he comes in and takes yeah, his yeah. dice. Like, I love that scene. That's right out of Fleming. Like, there's some really great stuff. But then, yeah, VJ and his stupid tennis balls chase scene and all your India stereotypes and not that I mind stereotypes around a lot of these movies. I don't know. It's, it's questionable for me. And that's why it's as low as it is. I do. Like, again, I would watch it this afternoon. It's one that I love to talk about and, and criticize. Like it needs to be, I'm glad that it exists. It's a benchmark for me for what not to do like die another day is, but I still really enjoy watching them. It's still freaking James Bond being awesome and fun. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's the one Roger Moore I would rewatch anytime. I think. Nice, nice. I like that. All right, the next one is For Your Eyes Only, which for a long time has been my favorite Raji. It got bumped, as you'll see, that there's one missing on my list so far. This is one that you screw up with uh, <laughs> Spy Love Me because we watch these back to back. No, it's a bit, it's the one after Moonraker. So, I mean, people have talked about this enough. It's the regrounding of the franchise. And I always like when they do that. It's like a nice, simple plot. I, I love the finale. When This is the one on the that rock, the monastery, the pretty sus- suspenseful yes. where he yeah. climbs up, rock climbs up. I love that. Good hench person that Bond dispatches by kicking him off a cliff. I like that. And that pretty brutal murder of the lady when the, that that hench person runs her over on the beach. Um, the, oh, and one of my favorite Bond girls, Melina, with her crossbow. <laughs> and the uh, like, I love the scene where they're getting dragged behind the boat with the and they're bouncing off the coral and there's sharks chasing them. Yes, that's pretty. Intense this is the one it. with the really beautiful water scenes, right? Yeah. Yes, because exactly. it's the Marine Bite. Yes, yes. That's why I put it above Spy Who Loved Me. Because when I was going back trying to remember those two, Spy Who Loved Me is like cringy Egypt Jaws stuff, and For Your Eyes Only is like beautiful water marine stuff. So I'm like, well. And it's got one of the best ever uh, helpers. Whatever you, we need a title for that. Like the guy. So there's the guy who Bond thinks is the bad guy the whole time. But, it, and, you know, like the other gangster or whatever who was in Europe. Yes. The main villain. What the, hell, the guy who ate all the pistachios. Columbo. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's pretty and great. That was the other thing with this movie where I remember, was it must have been Billy or someone was our guest for this? Um, Wasn't your dad? I think he was because that was the first one he, he had seen. Yeah. It was my dad. I think it was my dad because it was the first one he saw. Yeah. And because there was like this like other subplot 
between the two guys who were like old buddies in the military and stuff like that. I, like, I remember there was a lot of layers to this. Yeah. Yeah. This one. And the winter Olympics had just happened or something because there was like the bobsledding and skiing and all that. And Kriegler, remember yeah. that villain, the, the super, the guy who like, what did he pick up and throw like a dirt bike or something? One of the many strong Russian hench people. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was neat. Anyway, I it it holds a soft spot in my heart. That's why I have it at eleven. Yeah. But I I remember not liking it quite as much when we did our run through. But then again, when I was looking at my list and I'm looking at all of them, I'm like, whatever. I still want to watch this one more than the previous, the, the ones further down on my list. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's uh, let's say our number tens and discuss whatever might happen. And then go on a break, and then we'll come back to do the final 10. All right, so my number 10 is License to Kill. LTK. Discussion round. Double discussion round, because my number 10 is Avtac, A View to a Kill. Which popped into the top 10 for the first time ever. And, And... for the first time ever is my number one, Roger Moore. All right, License yeah. to Kill, your number 10. That's nice. I had it up at 13, so they were pretty close. License to Kill, yeah, again, Dalton has a special place in my heart, and I was trying to rank the two of his, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was harder than some other rankings were to think about. Uh, but License to Kill, I can't even remember now why I ranked it higher. It's yeah. the darker one. It's the one where Felix gets uh, wife is killed, and then yeah. he gets he loses a leg to a shark, and Bond quits and goes on a revenge thing in the made up city or country of uh, Isthmus. <laughs> Sanchez was the villain. Yes, yeah, I, I really like it. It's just I, where do I have it? Number thirteen. It's that's that's fair. It's uh, I liked it more. I didn't like it as much this time. Remember, we were all hung over and hot for this one too. Uh, Brett was our guest. So yeah, he was, yeah, quite hung over that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that context made it a bit harder, but it's very much not kind of like no time to die. Very much not the mood of a typical bond movie, which is why it was criticized for that in its time. It does have a lot of the formula. Like there's a lot of gadgets, a good villain, bond girl cues in it. Great cue on location, which we love. Uh, That's right. Yeah. That's the one with the radio broom, right? Yeah. And the dentonite toothpaste, which is plastic explosive. That's right. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, it's the one where they're selling heroin by pretending to be like on a charity uh, telethon kind of thing. That's that's right. And there's like um, like the crew of the like there's a henchman. Um, and uh, there's the charity guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne I'm Newton. trying to remember why I put it above Living Living Daylights, and it's all that stuff, like the ending and all the yeah, villains yeah. and stuff and that I really liked. It's dark, dark Bond because he keeps he infiltrated Sanchez's organization and created doubt within it. Like he he kept feeding him uh, suspicions, like maybe your guys mm-hmm. are betraying you. And that, remember, he through information he gave, he ended up killing his. The guy who owns the yacht. Remember he put him in that pressure chamber and his head blew up? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this was the one where they had that weird like crematorium smuggling system. No. This is the smuggling system in this one was they distilled the heroin into fuel and put it in tankers. 
That was the ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was a really good like action scene and stuff like that. Yeah, he yeah. popped a wheelie. Yeah, on I, it. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. yeah, me too. I like it quite a bit. It it is where it, it's just kind of like a few of them, like No Time to Die. I, I'll uh, I'll like it, but it's it's harder to watch a little bit. He's just, I mean, it's brutal yes, at the start. Yeah. And I remember it also. It was like the dialogue was bad or something. Everything felt like a like a B play. Like an amateur, you see on the city street, like they're like the all the DEA and CIA agents are like, "Gee, uh, son," and swell, and all right, but just as just as an observer or something like that, you can come if you want, but like forced acting or whatever, like worst Felix ever. Sorry that he got you know so demolished in it, but shitty Felix. I do remember like the beginning was a little rough, like that whole pre-title and the the Felix stuff and the, yeah, it was a little like, I'm on board, but like, I'm a little hesitant <laughs> for what and we're getting into. What was her name? Della or D- the Felix's the wife. wife who clearly just yeah. wants Bond, kept kissing him. <laughs> yeah. That was all like, yeah. And I mean, whatever. It, I mean, it's, it's funny James with Bond. our chronology too, that if Felix is the same person throughout everything, then it's kind of funny that, or not Ooh. funny, it's weird that he got married and his wife died and that doesn't come up later, you know? Like, yeah. Or he also grew his leg back. Our chronology isn't airtight, as I've yes, said. Yes, he grew his leg. <laughs> and turned Felix black. is a lizard, confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, all that's fluid. Um, Felix I is did like him. This is another thing that pisses me off with people who critique Craig so much. Uh, and they love Dalton. Craig does everything Dalton did, and they they don't like that Bond is always against MI6 and seems – Craig, I mean. They don't like that he's a reluctant agent. Man, Dalton straight up quits. He basically spits in M's face, and they shoot yes, at him. yeah. They freaking shoot at him. Like, MI, he's not only rogue. Like, agents are actively trying to kill him, capture or kill or whatever. I mean, they, they touch on that a little bit in Quantum, but no agent actually shoots at him when he escapes from the hotel in Quantum. Uh, it's another one of those double standards yeah. that I don't appreciate. Yeah, not, yeah, that's that's not me critiquing. So, like when when I say that about Octopussy, that it's not judged by the same, like on the same score or whatever as the Craig ones or License to Kill. That's not me saying those ones are bad. I'm saying I just wish they could all be judged fairly, equally, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their biases, though. I suppose, but. If you like, I was talking about that tweet earlier. The what? How do real Bond fans feel about No Time to Die? Like, come on, there is anybody who says that to me is just showing that they're not a real Bond fan. You don't say yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you're, I don't know. You do what we're doing, create your lists. But Diamonds Are Forever was my bottom one. Like, I would still gladly watch it. And if anybody, it's like a sibling. I'm allowed yeah. to insult it, but if anybody else did, I'll stand up for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you're ranking the Bond movies. You're not ranking, like, it's it's from 1 to 25, not, like, 1 to, like, 600, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the next one is A View to a Kill. Yes. Which was... Your number 10. So a Roger Moore made it to your top 10. That's not new. Like, Spy Who Loved Me used to be in there. Free Eyes Only used to be in there. Man with a Golden Gun has been before. But yeah, A View to a Kill just keeps getting better and better. The older and less... Yeah. It's just funny that Octopussy doesn't do it for me, but View to a Kill does. Because, I don't know, I feel like it's more solidly the same thing the whole time. And uh, I feel like the less critical and cynical I get in my old age, where I, or like I'm more forgiving of a lot of things, despite how I just sounded when I was criticizing Octopussy. Uh, <laughs> 
I yeah, a view to a kill just keeps growing on me. It hit, you know, all my check marks. Check marks? Check boxes. Boxes? What? <laughs> view to a kill for me was also great. Yeah, it was weirdly placed in our chronology. Uh, yeah, I I regret but, that. <laughs> but it was very good. It was very good. Yeah, I I would put it a close it's close to Octopussy for me. I mean, it's really hard to rank all these movies, honestly, but I would watch View to a Kill again for sure. It should have been there. I only because he's so goddamn old. I it was a joke and the one little I joke know, about know. that didn't it wasn't worth it. Like the payoff wasn't worth where I put it. It's really silly except to lighten things up because Skyfall Spectre, No Time to Die. That's that's very yeah. crag heavy and very intense dramatic stuff. So view to a kill. It's very much a uh, comic relief. It's yeah. like a little uh, amuse bouche. And, and Christ, he something. did a th- he did seven of them. You gotta spread them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to uh, create the order next time we do this. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great villain, great opening. Fuck, one of the best songs for sure. Uh, great laughs, super funny. I, man, Chris Walken. And all the iconic stuff. He has a table, an awesome villain's table that collapses where the model is for his plan. And his escape hatch turns out it's in a blimp. The guy doesn't fall into a shark tank. He just falls out of the sky. I love it. Yeah. Great. One of the best villain deaths ever for sure. I'm a sucker for this movie. Yeah. I also need to rewatch it. (laughs) This one was uh, three weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago. And I was like, it was a weird one. Yeah. Cause you watched it really late in Poland and then we recorded a day or two later or whatever. That was one. That was our first odd one. Yeah. Well, well, so go to a break. Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Yeah, we're just over halfway discussed. We've got we've discussed thirteen and we have twelve to go. Should we like pause and go pee and get a drink and stuff? Yes, yeah, I'm gonna do go yeah. Sounds good. Okay, welcome back from our little break there. And on this break, we realized, what are we at? An hour plus? And uh, this isn't the Joe Rogan experience where you sit for three hours and listen to uh, insufferable. All right, I won't criticize that. Uh, (laughs) This is getting a little (laughs) long. So we'll do uh, two parts. So this was part one of the Bon Voyage ranking. We're uh, 13 through. Tune in next week to see the conclusion of our top 12 Bond films. Um, want me to give a little tease of what's left, maybe? Sure. Or here, I'll, I'll recap what we've done. So yeah. 25 to 13. So 25, Diamonds Are Forever, Thunderball, Moonraker, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me, Live and Let Die, Tomorrow Never Dies, The Living Daylights, You Only Live Twice, Octopussy, for your eyes only, license to kill, and a view to a kill. Two kills at the end there. And uh, yeah, if you're keeping track at home, that's all the Rogies. So, <laughs> <laughs> and all the Daltons. And all the Daltons. We have yet to talk about Mr. Craig or Mr. Lazenby. We've talked about, have we got, yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. We talked about Brazi. So yeah, we've got 12 left. 
So tune in next week for that. Yeah, and we'll see you then. And until then, bon voyage. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.